Welcome back to Chapter 2 of Rewriting Her Story. We're your hosts, Mari and Steph. We're back and ready to share more life experiences, discuss mental health issues we all face, as well as interviewing special guests. Join us this season as we dig deeper into vulnerability and get out of our comfort zones. Buckle up, bitches. <laughs> 51 minutes of talking yeah, actually probably closer to an hour because we got out a little bit early you know what yeah that's what happens when we don't see each other for over a yeah. week it's literally what happens when we need to decompress all this stupid shit mm-hmm. you guys will get that later when we record the ps <laughs> don't you worry <laughs> you will not miss out um today is gonna be a um, I was going to say smorgasbord. That's not, doesn't, doesn't fit with what I'm trying to say today. Uh, good luck to us because <laughs> I, my, Again, my, up to last week's, we're still doing our best. My, so. my attention span <laughs> and the ability to, to stay on task is to make a real, <laughs> real difficult today. I am struggling with my words. So this may be rough, um, rough, rough riders. Okay. Um, give me a second. Don't even fucking say it. It's not that's the 12. So this is episode 102. Good job. Yeah. Because I have them written down stuff. <laughs> I am. I can be organized. I believe you. Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> Remember how I told you I'm a good liar. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Episode 102. I made it a point last time that we were going through and setting these up to make sure that I wrote down what episode it was and when it was airing. Me too. Um, because that seems to be a running team that I'm like, what episode is this? When did this one come out? Um, which would probably be very annoying. Um, so yeah, so I wrote it down. We have a lot to keep track of in our daily lives. Anyways. We we do, we do. My God. Okay, so today we we didn't really have any set topics, but we were discussing before we got on here the ever popular topics of body image and what our clients struggle with, with body image, what we struggle with about body image. I think what every woman and there, there are men that struggle with body image and non-binary and all of that. We are going to speak from our experience and then the experience of our clients today. Um, Everyone is welcome here though. Mm -hmm. So we, I think one thing that frustrates, what really grinds my gears, what really frustrates me is the, the weight that is put on, no pun intended, the weight that is put on what the appearance of our body is mm-hmm. in society. And I grew up in the eighties, well, like barely graced the eighties and then grew up in the nineties where it was like slim fast and Jenny Craig and way Britney and Nicole Richie and <laughs> Paris Hilton, so, yes. I mean, we just really were set up for fucking failure. So I, I do understand how much societal pressure has been put on us and like brainwashed, but I, I not, but just, I understand how that has happened. Mm-hmm. My frustration lies within knowing what it starts to feel like breaking through that and like feeling some freedom from feeling like, see, here we go. Here's what I think the big difference, what I think the big difference is from when we were growing up or when we were teenagers or in our early twenties and things like Mm -hmm. that is that we seen it in like Cosmo. We seen it on TV, right? We seen it in commercials, things like that. Mm-hmm. now with social media being in your face fucking yeah. 24 seven there's no everywhere. fucking escape 
right? Yeah. There's no sure. escape. And for sure. whatever reason, people continue to inundate themselves following these people yeah. that make them feel like shit about themselves. 100%. I, the point that I was trying to make is, is it's so upsetting that the weight that puts on people when you start doing the work and you start to break free and come through mm-hmm. the other side and start to recognize like there's still plenty of days where I struggle with my body image and the mm-hmm. weight that I've put on over the past couple of years and, and where I am. But I also wholeheartedly deeply in my soul know that this is nothing but a vessel for my soul on this planet. Mm -hmm. That's all that it is. And so, yes, there are moments where I would like to um, have my body look a different way or present a different way, but I know, I know my worth is not based off of what I present to other people. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is so desperately what I want for clients. And that's where the frustration comes in. Um, Not a frustration with them, the situation in general of like, you don't have to be tied to these things that are coming in at you through social media, through all of these things, because you can literally unfollow them. You can literally choose Mm -hmm. other avenues versus just feeding yourself with that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I was actually thinking about this the other day and I was like, I don't know that I've ever really talked about this or said it out loud or admitted it to myself. I think for so many years of my life, my body was the most interesting part of me, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And my Mm -hmm. body was always talked about or looked at or Mm -hmm. made a point to be commented on. Yeah. That I think that's why I put more pressure on myself for it to look a certain type of way, because that, I think that belief is like still deep down of like, that's like the best thing about me. Right. Where again, I know that that's not true. I know that I have way more to offer, but I think that's like a deeply ingrained thing. Yeah which is sad. It, like- well, it is, it is. I've wholeheartedly can resonate with that. Everything has been the white girl with the ass. Everything mm-hmm. in my life has been the white girl with the ass. I think the reason why it doesn't um, resonate so much with me is because when that was, when there was so much attention on it, it's like, it was not cool to have hips and an sure. ass. It was not, it was not cool. Like Britney Spears didn't have hips and an ass. Mm-hmm. Like she, I mean, she had hips and stuff, but she was still very petite and little mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I was not, um, well I was, I'm fucking five, three. So it's not like I'm some, like, I'm not, I'm not tall and you know, whatever, yeah. <clears throat> but wasn't petite in like the frame that they had. Right. Like I was size 10, size 12, like, I, and I vacillated, vacillated everywhere between a four and a fucking 14. It just, it mm-hmm. doesn't, been everything. So I I think that maybe that's why it didn't stick with me so much is because like, that's all that it was, but it created, um, I don't want to say like it created this, like disassociation because that is not what I'm trying to get at. But like this, like, I I don't, I don't resonate with that aspect that Mm -hmm. of how I'm represented. I think, cause I pushed so hard against that Mm -hmm. of like, cause that's what it was or like all people would say that it's like, I mean, that's literally the least interesting thing about me. Mm-hmm. But again, I didn't really grasp onto that until doing the work, right? Sure. Like, like being, being in therapy, being in the school, you know, setting and getting my master's and working with people and, and learning DBT and, and applying all of that. I didn't really grasp that until a couple years ago, even like a little bit before 2020 and the pandemic hit where it was like, 
I'm not working out to lose weight anymore. I'm working out because this is for my mental health. This is something for me to do. This is me showing myself that I love myself, that I'm showing up for me. Mm-hmm. And that's where that switch happened. But I, I'm, it's, it is infuriating to watch clients go through that of like, well, I wish I was this. I wish I was that. And it's like, there are so many things that you have to offer that have absolutely nothing to do with your physical presence. Well, and the other thing is, and I tell people this all the time, and I'm sure we've said it on the podcast is like, you can't mm-hmm. hate your body into it being what you want it to be. That's not how that works. No, you're just going to make yourself more sick. Like, Correct. I think, I think this is also the thing that frustrates me is I understand that there's a difference between like actual doctors and like holistic doctors, but there is such a holistic side to mental health care that most people do not understand. Mm -hmm. Like we're not, we're not saying it for our fucking health of being like, you need to eat better. You need to drink water. You need to sleep. You need to work out or move your body. Right. Again, I'm not telling you to become an Olympic power lifter. I'm just asking you to move your body, Mm -hmm. whether that looks like stretching or Pilates or foam rolling or yoga or fucking walking around the block or taking your dog, you know, from down to a corner and back. It doesn't have to be some giant thing, but like there's so much that has to be cultivated from just natural things that you can do. And one of the natural things you can do is the way that you speak to yourself. Like you can't sit here and say like, yeah, I fucking suck. I'm this, I'm that. Like your unconscious brain is listening and it's Mm -hmm. taking stock in all of that. It's not separating what is, you know, like, Oh, I'm just being a little sassy or you know, I'm just joking. Like, but that's not fucking funny. Mm -hmm. Would you joke like that with your fucking kid with your, and if you don't have kids or choose not, don't want to, whatever. So would you talk like that to your sister, to your siblings, to your brother, to your, your parent, your friend, your partner? Would you, is that a fucking joke? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're so ugly. I'd be like, who the fuck are you talking to? That's so rude. Correct. That's not a joke. So why are you treating yourself that way? Well, it's just different for me. That's a fucking choice. That's yep. a choice to treat yourself differently than the decency that you give to everyone else. Mm-hmm. You like you, I, my mom is, is a religious person. She is, she is team Jesus all the way. She always would say your body is a temple because it says somewhere in the Bible that your body is a temple. And so she would be like piercings and tattoos. And Correct. And I was like, oopie. <laughs> But in my mind, I'm like, I want a pretty temple. So Right. Yes. It resonates so much with me now, though, of that your body is a temple. Like it is, it is housing. Like think of temples. They keep something precious and, and unique and, mm-hmm. and important safe. Mm-hmm. It is housing your soul. How dare you? How dare you treat yourself that way? Mm-hmm. On a daily basis, as if, as if you didn't beat out the odds of one in 400 trillion to get here. And then a client be like, well, where'd you hear that from? And I'm going to be like, challenge me. His name is Dr. Huberman. He has, it's, um, he has his own podcast. He's a neuroscientist from Harvard. I don't know how he came up with the statistic, but he did. And I believe him because he's a neuroscientist from Harvard. Cause he's really smart. So <laughs> are you going to argue with a neuroscientist? Cause I'm, I'm not from Harvard of all places. From, I don't from think Harvard? So. <laughs> from her, no, I I would shut the fuck up. Actually, I'd be like, I believe it. <laughs> what like, I noticed too, and I'm sure you noticed this with Peloton. I, well, I, maybe not, but like if we're posting progress pictures, right? Yeah. Nearly every person starts their post with a, 
I hated doing this. I felt so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I feel disgusting. I didn't like what I see. It's like, they feel like they have to preface their picture with, I need to warn you how fucking gross I am. So you can't say it first. Yep. Yep. I'll be the first to admit I used to be that person. Oh, 100%. Wholeheartedly. I have nothing to apologize for now when it comes to my body. You have and nothing I'm to, very yeah. proud of that. Yeah. You have nothing to apologize for period because your body is not an apology mm-hmm. where your body got to, or was, or put you through, or you got through, or whatever was the reason that you were your before picture is your before picture mm-hmm. doesn't fucking matter. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. I, there's a, there's a, well, let me, let me say this. Let me backtrack. It does matter in the sense of that your, your story, your journey, your, your life was real and you Correct. experienced it and it came through in that way. So that aspect matters. What we don't need to do those preface it with like fucking gross or blah, 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 mm-hmm. like blah, blah, blah. Like when I've done before and after pictures, my preface has been there. The picture I was on happy. Mm-hmm. And that's how this manifested into my physical form because mm-hmm. my, I was so, I wasn't living my soul's purpose. Mm-hmm. I wasn't paying attention to the red flags. I wasn't listening to warning signs. I was, ignoring, I didn't care about myself. No. And I was ignoring me or, or I didn't even know how, right. Yeah. I blessed my parents, but they didn't model how to take care of yourself. They yeah, did. Same. My dad doesn't talk about anything. He doesn't, doesn't, doesn't lean into, to, you know, feelings or talking about that. But when you're one of 12, how can you, mm-hmm. how can you, you're just surviving all of you were. And I get that. I have a hold space for that. My mom's saved fucking trauma. One of six, like unbelievable things. And then both of them trying to make ends meet to provide for us. Mm-hmm. I, and no part of me in my journey, am I upset about the way that my parents were or how they are that they did what they had to do. And I can correct. Hold space for and that. I wish more people would adopt that notion, yeah. but that's a whole different fucking <laughs> podcast coming up next. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Let's just roll right into it. But like, but what I'm saying is, is like, damn it. What I'm saying is, is I can't be upset with myself because that wasn't modeled for me. I can just understand that that's where I'm at. And so I'm learning. And so, and you can make a different choice. Yeah. yeah. And so I can understand that, that, that was my journey, that that's what happened. And that's how I was feeling. And now I can make different choices because that's obviously not serving Mm -hmm. a purpose but then also too looking at yourself too when like right now I am the happiest I've ever fucking been Mm -hmm. in my in my entire life besides probably just blissful ignorance as a kid but like I'm the happiest I've ever I know right (laughs) what's it like I just want I just want a swimming all day eating a sandwich on squishy white bread and having some some Doritos I just want some aloe and a fan blowing on my little body just want to be five again. Anyways, I really don't, but like, <sighs> where was I going? you've never been happier. Yeah. I've never been happier, but like, but, but my size is different mm-hmm. and, and while I'm trying to figure it out and figure out what works for my body and, and trying to make sure that I'm healthy, like all lab reports and tests and things that I've met with my doctors, everything's coming back. Okay. So here's what I'm not going to do. Continue fighting myself with where I'm at right now. Does that mean I'm going to give up everything I'm doing? No, I'm going to pay attention more to what I'm eating. I'm going to pay attention to what makes me feel good and sticking to my routines that I know give me feedback and make me feel good. And hopefully something changes. And if it doesn't, that's okay. Then that's okay. Because what I'm not going to do is be apologetic for the way that I look. 
because I wake up every fucking day and take care of myself. Every goddamn day I wake up and I show up for myself every day. The different hats that I put on, I can say wholeheartedly 80% of the time I'm showing up. I feel good about the way that I'm showing up. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause we're all human or we're we're all souls having a human experience. So there are days where my emotions do get the best of me and I can hold myself accountable and come back to that and be like, Hey, Sorry. <laughs> I will say over the last probably week and a half, I've been very much more intentional with, again, not eating peanut butter and Nutella out of the jar. Like it's going out of style because I would do that literally every time I walk into the kitchen, why I thought that was a good idea is beyond me. I have no idea. It's full of it's sugar fucking, and it's just it's fucking delicious. It's delicious. Yes. It's, it's delicious. delicious. But I was, I've also been pretty severely depressed for a while. And I just wasn't, I didn't give a fuck about what I was putting in my body. And Mm -hmm. I felt that, and I felt that and how I looked and then it made me more sad and I felt more inflamed. And over the past like week and a half, I've been way more intentional and I feel better. I feel Mm -hmm. different. I've been sleeping better. Yeah. What I was going to say too, is I know that we talk about this a lot, not on the podcast, but like you and I about stress. And you often say, I don't feel stressed though. In my brain, because I, you're my best friend and I know everything that's going on in your life. I'm like, yes, if, even if you don't feel it, that doesn't mean it's not there. Here's my question. Mm -hmm. I wonder if you don't think that you are because your ADHD is like, I got too much shit going on up here. I'm not going to fucking think about it. Whereas me, I'm like, I'm going to obsess about why the fuck I'm stressed. And that's all I'm going to think about. Yeah. 100%. Like like when you said that to me the other week and you said, just because you don't feel it physically doesn't mean that it's not happening. Mm -hmm. I was like sitting and thinking, and I was like, Oh, (laughs) this, (laughs) wow. Like when I, when I ask people the question in intakes where I'm like, are you overly sensitive or have you been around people who don't understand or, um, who don't understand emotions or know how to process emotions? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's how that hit me. I was like, oh, well, maybe I am stressed out. <laughs> well, like, but then it's like, obviously clearly you're stressed out, right? Like mm-hmm. it's the, my wake up periods are two to four when the cortisol levels are dropping or rising, whatever the fuck it is. I can't remember anymore. Um, but like knowing that that's, that stress hormone is going on and thinking about everything that's happened over the past year, year and a half. Yeah. yeah. yeah it makes sense as to why yes. I'm fucking stressed. But I do think that it, it does, that does happen quite a bit of that. Like I think about like, I'll, I'll notice feeling energy in my body and I'm like, okay, well, what am I feeling? What is that? And I'm like, oh, I'm anxious. What am I anxious about? And I'm like, and then it's like, I have to go. I, I like, I imagine it in my brain. Like I'm sifting through piles mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, what is it? Oh, there it is. That's what I'm upset about. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And then I'll say to myself, well, there's nothing I can do about that right now because that is coming due, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. so for example, like when I was in college, I would be like, what am I worried about? I'm stressing. I'm forgetting something. What's going on? And then I would do that. I would like pretend like I'm like looking through piles and I'd be like, I have that speech that I've got to give for my speech class. And I don't like public speaking. Okay. That makes sense. But then I'd push it away because it's like, we're not going to cross that bridge until we have to get to it because it doesn't make any sense to be worried about something that's going on for so long because when you get there and once it starts, you're going to be fine. Yeah. It's just the precipitory anxiety. So like I'll, I'll notice that and pay attention to that and then kind of just fuck off like what I don't need. But I do think maybe that is absolutely like a little blessing and a curse. I was like, going to say something- how I wish even just yeah. for like one day yeah, I can yeah. experience that because my brain well, is the complete fucking opposite. Yeah. yeah. And I, 
I have gotten tastes of that, right? With flying, I've absolutely gotten tastes of like where you can't think of anything and it's just like in, and it, it's, it's fucking terrible. It's terrible. But I also, I think too, just I'm used to my brain and my way of thinking. Of and I think that, you know, like, so I just, like, I think then it makes it feel like it's so much worse because it's like, I'm never like this. Why is it like this? Yeah. You know, but I, yeah, when you said that, I was like, that, that is a fucking game changer just because I don't like acknowledge. And it's not, it's not that I'm not acknowledging, like, I know that I have things going on and that thing, things have been stressful and that mm -hmm. um, things are going to start getting better now, but realistically it's like, okay, but I just, I, there have been so many moments in my life where it has been, put your head down and grind. You do not have mm -hmm. time. Like you cannot, like, like the, this is the situation. It is what it is. And it's radical acceptance. So put your head down and keep moving. And I also feel like we do that every day with work of like, yeah. I don't have time yeah. to sit and cry about my problems. I'm going to sit yeah. with you while you cry about yours. And I'm not yeah. saying that in a dismissive tone. That is right. the reality of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And then there are, there are some moments where it gets to where I'm like, like, and I just want to be like, why is this going on? But mm -hmm. obviously that's completely fucking inappropriate. So it, it is, it's that, that delicate balance. But then I, that I use those moments when I'm setting boundaries with people and I feel some type of way about it. Of like, you remember, remember when you felt like that and you couldn't say anything? Well, you setting this boundary is, is your way of saying something. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So this has kind of gotten off. Well, I mean, it's still like fitting in with the, the stress and body and all of that. But realistically, I think what is coming, what I want the, the message of this to be is that when we're looking at body image, sense of self, um, confidence, confidence, all of that, it, it, like it all starts small. And what I have been telling people is that self-confidence comes from listening to yourself. Mm -hmm. And when yourself is asking you to do something and it literally, here's the beauty of self-confidence. It could be anything. 100%. It, could be, it could be that, you know, it's nice out. I think I want to go for a walk, get up and go for a walk. You know, mm -hmm. I really feel like I kind of want sushi tonight. Get sushi. I really feel like I, you know, like just these little moments where your inner self is speaking to you. Those are the moments that you need to act. And here's the thing. It does not matter the outcome. So even if you do go on a walk, you're like, oh, I'm thinking I'm going to go for a walk and you go on a walk and it starts raining. That doesn't negate the fact that you listen to yourself. Correct. Like that's, that's what counts first. Yep. That's how you build that self-trust and that, that self-worth, that confidence by listening to yourself. So when we're sitting here and we're saying like, write these things down, get your thoughts on paper, challenge these things. That is also listening to yourself and building that sense of self and that self-worth. And when you build that sense of self and self-worth, you can then start to um, break apart this notion that, that my body is, is my worth that I attach my worth to the physical look of my body, because you've done the work on building up this self-confidence and sense of self building your values and your morals and operating out of those values and morals as well mm -hmm. is how you're building that self-trust. So then you're, you're, again, you're just reiterating, I am so much more than my body and this physical presence that it has to offer people. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't look at somebody who, who has a wonderful body and think, you know, this is the most amazing person. If they're nasty, mm -hmm. I, I don't want to be around you. I don't care how pretty you are. I don't want you in my space. 
if your fucking aura is off, your vibe is off. I don't want you around me. I don't care how pretty you are to look at. Mm-hmm. I'm also not going to hold myself to the standard of somebody who has a completely different body st- like type as I do. Literally. That's the other thing it's of like, not going to yeah, be possible. I, I so could literally starve myself. Mm-hmm. I'll never look like Paris Hilton. I'll never look like Nicole Richie and God forbid, I don't want to look like them, but mm-hmm. back in the fucking early, you know, two thousands, that's what yeah, it was. It was. I sure did try. <laughs> You're I like, girl, I Bitch, I got down to 115. <laughs> I got down to 142 when I was before they found out I had celiac disease and I looked fucking sick. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, yep. Like, I looked gone. And we were convinced, at least I was, that I was huge. Oh, no. I, I was like, I look good. But like, but in my mind, I was like, bitch, you're also really sick. Like, mm-hmm. you are, you are sick, sick. You can only have plain potatoes right now because you got bacteria in your stomach and now you have celiac disease so what the fuck like it was so bad it was I was like (laughs) it's also sad that I was never taught anything good about food yeah always had a moral value in my life yes or bad food I was never taught nutrients right and I I try to correct that with bug of like well it's not like good or bad but like like healthy or unhealthy or like you know you still need certain balance it out yeah yeah there can absolutely be fun items let's also have some items that are coming from the earth Mm -hmm. that's just how I try to word it of like let's have some items that are coming that are veggies fruits coming from the earth and then let's have some fun items yeah totally cool yeah. Or I try to like teach her about like calories, not in the sense of like count your calories, but in the sense of like, let's try to balance this because what's not good for our tummy is to have like, you know, uh, a little bit of an apple, a little bit of some oranges, and then all this food at the end of the night, because mm-hmm. then it's like, it's like, if you go to the grocery store and you got one person who checks out like with just toothpaste and you got one person who checks out with just a loaf of bread. And then you get someone who has two carts at the end of the night, like that's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, all this stuff that's how your tummy feels like your tummy mm-hmm. is gonna my mom would always tell him you're gonna get fire belly <laughs> you're gonna get fire belly and so I was like oh, I got fire belly right now and I'm like <laughs> I bet you do have fire but fucking belly because <laughs> mom's got a fucking autoimmune disorder and I guarantee half the fucking family does as well so batter up <laughs> yeah. but but it's it's looking at those moments of like let's balance this out but I also when we were growing up um, uh, what was the most pivotal thing that was out on the market? Hundred calorie snack packs, mm-hmm. and none of that. Like, and it was all like we weren't taught the difference. It was like, well, these are good because they're only hundred calories. Yep. You know, when it's, it's not just good processed when food. When you eat the whole box, <laughs> it's also okay? just processed food. There's nothing yeah. nutrient about it. No, no, nothing. When the first word is something I can't pronounce, <laughs> I don't. Mm, I don't think that we should have that. So. I think it's so important too to like just learn how to have that balance for ourselves too of like if if I, again if I'm viewing this as a temple what do you need to do to upkeep a temple mm-hmm. you can't just be being like okay I built it so yeah look like you've got to take care of it yep that looks like showering it looks like going for walks or exercising or stretching it looks like feeding yourself it looks like love Mm-hmm. being kind sleep is so pivotal to... too I talk about sleep all the time yes. with clients oh my God, it's so because huge. again and that there's this idea 
I can speak as from being a mom, right? Like mm-hmm. there's this like resistance to going to bed early because you're yeah. like, it's my own, it's my alone time. Yeah. I got to stay up as long as possible to have alone time. And then you're getting Literally. five hours of sleep. No, thank you. Well, but, and here's what you're not doing though. You're giving yourself scraps at the end of the night. If you want to have alone time, then take your ass to bed at 8 PM and get up at 4 AM. Mm-hmm. Give yourself the best part of you. Everyone is their most productive. Your brain is the most on point, whether you feel it or not. Don't be like, I'm not a morning person. You can train yourself to be fucking anything that you you want. People switch shifts literally all the fucking time. Sophia's dad switched shifts every fucking like two days. So you you can make it work. So here's what you're not going to do. Give yourself scraps at the end of the fucking night and, and, and have this rebellious nature. And you're just going to fuck off anyways. You're just going to social media. What did you do? (laughs) What did you do? That was, that was that you poured into yourself that you just, you had all this alone time. What'd you fucking do? You didn't do anything. I can tell you to drink a bottle of wine and scroll social media. I didn't do fuck all of nothing. Yeah. Fuck all of nothing. Yeah. And guess what? You fucked around and found out. I sure did when I gained 30 pounds. Sure did. Sure did. And what it's it happens every fucking not every morning, but the mornings where I don't do what I want to do, like and I don't show up the way that I want to show up. I fuck around and find out throughout the day. I sure do. I'm like, today sucks. This is awful. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, that's why. That's why. Because you didn't give to yourself. Yeah. It is, it is imperative. It is so important that I give to myself every morning. I wake up every fucking morning, every morning and give to myself. And it may look different. It may look like I'm going to yeah. read one morning. It may look like I'm going to do my finances. It may look like I'm going to have my good workout streak, or I'm just going to move my body in some way. But I, that is my time. Mm-hmm. And I am unapologetic about taking it. Same. People like, I was like, I don't know how you do it. How do you get up so early? I'm like, well, first of all, I set an alarm because it's a well, yeah, like it's a non-negotiable for me. Yeah. So do I enjoy getting up at 4 30? Yes and no, yeah. right? Like I love yeah. to sleep. Yeah. Sleep is great, but also love I love to, to have time to myself and get my shit done and feel accomplished before I even get to work. So. Yeah, because th- there's that the fucking famous uh army person or whatever we gave his speech about making a bed mm. like if you if you did if you do anything make your bed it was, mm. a, it was a famous graduation speech go listen to it it is really it really it's powerful basically he's talking about doing something in the morning because then at least you've set yourself up to have mm-hmm. done one productive thing during the day imagine imagine what your fucking day would look like if you woke up and gave to yourself. Yep. And that can, again, you set the expectation. It's not like every fucking morning, Steph and I get up and run half marathons Correct. and fucking write poetry books and publish novels and fucking create a, a cooking class online. Like we don't like it. This isn't, it's not rocket science. Yes. Get up and do something for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mary, I can't. Five, four, three, two, one, get your ass out of bed. Get out of bed. You don't have to immediately jump into a workout. You don't need immediately whatever, but I can guarantee you if you five, four, three, two, one, get your ass out of bed, you're going to start moving. Mm-hmm. It may take a couple of and minutes, but you're you going to start moving. The easier. The more you do it. And this, and here's the thing. I read, I read Mel Robbins five second rule because it, it came before atomic habits and I loved atomic habits. Mm-hmm. I like Mel Robbins style. So I was like, let me listen to it. I think this is going to be okay. It. It was good. It's, it is, it's very simple and straightforward. And I listened to it and guess what? I used to always set two alarms. Always, always. I still do. I still do set the two alarms. I don't ever get to my second alarm anymore. I just get up, Mm -hmm. get up, 
get up, get up and get out of your bed, get up. And at half the time I'm like, of course, like I'm just stumbling to go brush my teeth. But here's the thing. By the time I'm done brushing my teeth, I'm awake. Correct. I'm not ready to jump into a workout, but I am awake. I'm not like, Oh my God, I'm so fucking tired. I can't, it's not like that anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not. So then I ease into my morning. What is that going to look like? It means I'm going to drink some fucking water because I stopped speaking of cortisol levels. Um, I stopped drinking coffee on an empty stomach and started having a protein shake in the morning and then doing a workout or having the protein shake while I'm working out and then kind of going, taking my shower and then I'll make my coffee. Mm-hmm. And getting back to that routine. I tried to add protein to my coffee this morning. Bitch. <laughs> it was so it's, Turned into like a biscuit. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it wouldn't ew. blend. It wouldn't blend when, and I was like, what is that doing in my body? <laughs> ew. I got I got so far. I was like, oh my God. I think I dumped the coffee out and had to restart. It was so it was I mean, obviously there's worse things, but I was like, man, that's really fucking upsetting. I was really looking forward to that. Like so I was like, great, now I have to go down some fucking protein. I was thinking it would just start, but whatever. Apparently you can't put protein in hot ass coffee, which I knew. I knew. I definitely knew. But I was like, maybe it'll be different. <laughs> nope. It wasn't. Anyways, so I wake up and I get my ass out of bed because I five, four, three, two, one, and get up because it gets your prefrontal cortex back online. You get out of that emotional mm-hmm. mind of like, I don't want to. Nobody does. Correct. Nobody does. Nobody wants to get up and go to work. Nobody wants to get up and take care of themselves. I, some days I pray for a sick day, (laughs) just laying in bed and reading. (laughs) Please God, let me get sick. Like literally, but I think about it every once in a while. It's not to the extent when Steph and I were working at the hospital and we're like, if I just get in a minor car accident where I break my leg, I won't be able to do restraints and I probably can't go to work. So I'm not going to get through the locked doors fast enough. I'm a, I'm a hazard. I'm going to be a liability. So they're just going to keep me home. So (laughs) I don't have to answer the phone calls. I wouldn't come here. <laughs> I mean, hey, click. That's up to you. But I wouldn't. Oh my God. It serves its purpose. It serves its purpose. It does. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. I feel like I've I feel like I'm beating a dead horse now. I feel like I said I what I I feel like we've said what we needed to say. Yeah, we'll probably say it again. So mm-hmm. don't you worry. Don't you worry. There'll be another one coming at some point during the summer, the height of summer when people are like, just wear the fucking shorts. Wear the shorts. Wear, wear the, the bathing suit. Wear, yes. wear whatever the fuck you want to wear, okay? Please, mm-hmm. for the love of fucking God. It's hot out. It's yes. going to be 90. Just don't, wear don't restrict you yourself like that. Yes. <laughs> don't. Don't. It's so rude. Don't be mean. <laughs> Got a crop top on right now. It feels great. It is. It's so cute. It reminds me of like the '80s shirts that my mom mm-hmm. used to wear. Like it's okay, I can't. My legs. My legs. My legs aren't working. I can't lift myself up. Quads are screaming. <sighs> Anyways, you can find us at Rewriting Her Story Podcast on Instagram. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, you can email us at rewritingherstorypodcast at gmail.com. 
We are also rewriting her story podcast on YouTube. Check us out. I really need to go look at that to see where we're at. Um, Cause every once in a while I'll be like, Oh God, that has some comments and it needs better notification systems. Anyway, probably <laughs> it does. Steph is the spooky therapist and I am at B E A X O underscore 11, right? No, underscore XO 11 underscore XO 11, whatever, but find me. You guys so, have heard it a hundred times, so it's fine. I'm yeah. I'm probably <laughs> shared right now on Steph's story at some point. So just click on me. <laughs> Or don't, because I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. Oh, it's not like there's been riveting content lately. <laughs> Until next time, you guys. Bye. Bye.